raise your hand if you grew up in the church and, and you went to kids' church. You were in kids' ministry. You grew up and you loved it. Absolutely. Okay, good. We got several of those. Uh, this is kind of a back-to-the-basics uh, course um, to give us a refresher a little bit of things that we learned as a child. And for those of you who did not grow up in the church, that's okay. This is also called a catch-up course, okay? So we're going to bring you along of some foundational things that we learned as kids uh, to propel us in our walk with the Lord. And so we're, uh, you know, so when I think of old school, I think late 80s, early 90s, okay? Um, some of you <laughs> may think before that, I don't know, but when I think old school, <laughs> I think the 80s. So that's why I hope you like DC Talk and Petra and Amy Grant, because you're going to hear that a little bit over the next couple of weeks <laughs> as we kick it old school, okay? We're going back to these basics. Uh, now, listen, there's a lot of stuff that we learned as a kid, so I could preach for 100 straight weeks on things that we learned as a kid, and well, I've picked four. Somehow I've narrowed it down to four, so for the next four weeks, that's what we're going to be looking at, and, uh, and, and maybe you guys can remind me of some things, and we'll, we'll do it again in a couple of months, and we'll have another catch-up course for everybody. Um, but it's these things that we remembered when we were kids. So we're going to go back to kids' ministry just for a minute, okay? You guys remember kids' ministry? Kids' ministry was fun. And we liked to sing songs as kids, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We loved to sing songs as kids, especially those with motions and that sort of thing. And so maybe each week we should sing uh, one of these kids' songs that we remember growing up. So why don't you play that first one? See if we remember uh, what, see if you remember this song. See if you remember the motions of this song. Um, let's see if, we can get, see if we can get this together. Kind of a modern version of it, but. You did it! Yes! that song. Who of you remember that song? That's a good song. Uh, be looking for next week's song. I think you'll like next week's as well. Uh, as we uh, remember the, as we remember the good old days, the old, uh, as we kick it old school. So here we go. Let's jump right into it. Uh, four lessons, things that we learned as a kid that we can, um, that we can remember 
And sometimes as we get older, we forget some of the things or we forget to progress in our learning of those things. And so that's what we're going to look at over the next four weeks. So the first one that we're going to talk about here today um, is a lesson that everybody learned in kids' ministry. In fact, it was a fan favorite because there were a lot of different crafts that you could do with it. But creation. How many of you know the story of creation? Do you know that story? Okay. In case you don't know that story, that's what we're going to be looking at. So you can turn your Bibles to page 1, okay? Genesis chapter (laughs) 1, verse 1. Hopefully you all can find this one, okay? Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. This is one of the first things that we learn in kids' church as a child is that God created the universe, and more specifically that we were made in the image of God, which we'll talk about in just a second, okay? So... Genesis 1.1, you might not have even had to turn to it, okay? Many of you probably already know it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's just draw a line in the sand. How many of you would raise your hand and you say, I agree with that verse? Come on. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? It did not start from a rock with some algae or whatever. I don't know. The evidence points to a creator, okay? The, the, all the evidence, this is not just from the Word of God, but the evidence, the scientific evidence, it points to a creator. You can't have intelligence from unintelligence, okay? You can't get intelligence from unintelligence. There can't be nothing out there, no God, no nothing, nowhere, and then all of a sudden, chicken, okay? Like, you can't have that. You can't have intelligence from unintelligence, okay? Uh, And listen, for those who who get in a fight with an atheist about this, first of all, don't get in a fight with an atheist about this, okay? Talk Talk to them, okay? Love them, all right? But if you're talking with them, uh, discuss and pray with them. But listen, understand, you don't have to defend or prove anything. Okay, You don't have to prove anything. Since the beginning of time, people believed in God. For thousands and thousands of years, however long you think Adam was first here, okay, young earth, old earth, we're not going to get into that, but we are going to say however long, however long you think humans were here on earth, they believed in God. And it, this atheism doesn't really get mainstream until about 1830s, not even 200 years ago. So we're talking for thousands of years people believed in God. For not even 200 years, there have been some questions of that, okay? We were here first, okay? You have to prove to us why we're wrong. We don't have to prove why we're right. We were here first, okay? <laughs> All right? You don't have to prove me wrong. If someone from Oregon came down here to Richmond to this church and said, hey, how do you get to downtown Houston? And we would say, well, you you head east. And they go, no, 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 I think you head west. Uh, Okay, give it a try. See see what happens, okay? I mean, I guess you'll get there eventually. (laughs) But we're here. We know what's right. You're going to have to prove to us while we're not right, okay? The burden of proof is on you. So you don't have to worry about trying to prove someone else wrong, okay? But what I can tell you is, is that if there is a painting, there is a painter, okay? It didn't just happen. If there's a building, there is a builder. It didn't just all of a sudden happen. If, and if there is a creation, there, is, there has to be a creator. 
There has to be someone at the, at the beginning that started all of this. And in fact, even those who believe in the Big Bang cannot account for how or what or why or what happened before the Big Bang. They can't account for any of that, but we can. In this one verse, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. They want to look to uh, evolution as the answer to life and how we all got here. And I guess it depends on how you define the term evolution. Because if you're talking about microevolution, which is just aging over time, yeah, that's fine. We can, we can go with that. Because do people look different than they did, say, 300 years ago? The average human was about 5'7", five, 5'6", five, about 300, 400 years ago. Now it's about 5'10". So, like, over time, do things change? Yes. But if you're talking about macroevolution, which is really what they're talking about, that molecules of a rock over a billions of years, now you have a gorilla. Okay, no. That, that's, not, that's not what happened, okay? You can't go from that to this, a completely different thing, okay? Even that, you know, that, that picture that you've seen, of uh, you've got like the small monkey, and then like it's a little bit bigger, and then a little bit bigger, and then it kind of looks like a man, and then a little bit more like a man, and now we have a man, okay? Even that, they, they just drew that. No one proved that. Those people who love fossils, they can't find fossils of all those in-between things, okay? They have fossils of the monkey, and they have fossils of uh, the human, and then they go, yeah, probably so. No. <laughs> so they can't even prove that. That's just a drawing of, of, of something to kind of help with those who want to not believe in God, okay? To believe that stuff, you have to have a lot of faith. And listen, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, okay? I just don't. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, okay? Intelligence doesn't come from unintelligence. Here's what it boils down to. If there is a creator, then that means that there is a higher judge that knows what right and wrong is. And if there's a judge that knows what right and wrong is, then that judge can look at us and say, you were right, you were wrong, and they don't like that. Some people don't like that. So they want to not believe in a God. It's not that they found the evidence. It's that they want to not believe in God. If there is no God, there is no right and wrong. And so everything is relative. Everything that's done throughout, it, things just happened. There was no right and wrong. Murder is not wrong. Why? Because it was good for me to get him out of the way. So it was good. No. Murder is wrong because you ended the life of the image of God. It was wrong because there is a God and there is a right and a wrong. That's what it boils down to. All right, so let's move to what we're talking That's kind of like foundational stuff right there. This is what we're talking about. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, all right? So we go through, we go through as he's looking through creation. It says, God said, you know, let there be light, and there was light. Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry, dry ground appeared. God said, let lights appear in the sky. That's the sun. Uh, let the waters swarm with fish and others. Uh, let the earth produce every sort of animal, all of these things. And then we get to verse 26 on the sixth day. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image. That's a plural pronoun right there. One verse to help us start in our understanding on the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us, let us make human beings in our image to be like us, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, 
all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. (laughs) And the other 97 genders that we found in 2021. No. He created male and female. That's what God created, all right? What I find interesting is that when God wanted the sun, he spoke to the sky. When God wanted fish, he spoke to the sea. When God wanted animals and vegetation, he spoke to the land. But when God wanted humans, he spoke with each other. There's something there. When God wanted humans, he spoke with each other. Let us make them in our own image. So are humans special on this earth? Yes. Yes. We are more special than mountains. There, I said it. Okay? It's all God's creation. It was all created by God. But there's something special in there that when God created us, because we are the only thing created in his image, There was not a tree created in his image, a tiger created in his image, none of that. Other things on this planet can grow and mature like us, plants. Other things uh, can think with their brains like us, dogs. But being made in the image of God allows us to have spiritual awareness and moral conscience. Your dog does not sit around thinking about dog heaven, okay? That's not, he's thinking about his next treat, okay? And that's about it. He's not thinking, what is beyond the afterlife? No, 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 no. We are special in that regard. We have spiritual awareness. We have moral conscience because we are the only thing created in his image. Another example of his special blessing on us is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It says, And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. He breathed literally the breath of God into his nostrils, into us, into life, into humans. He did that, which kind of goes against the theory, well, maybe the Big Bang happened, it's just that God started everything, because you hear some of that sometimes, okay? Well, God, God started the Big Bang, and then there was evolution and all this, and then there was man, Okay. Well, here it says that he was, man was formed out of dust so much so that he made nostrils, okay? So there was not a forming. God made us and then breathed into our nostrils, and there was man. It was incredible what God did. There was not billions of years, and now finally we have man. There was God, and he breathed life into us. Now, back to being created in his image. This is interesting. As you walk throughout history, when kings rose up in all countries and almost all cultures, kings would make themselves into an image. Have you seen this? There's, there's normally a very large, regal-looking statue outside the palace, or you know, you think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when he built this tower, an image that looked like him. They were normally standing very tall or on a horse and they were holding a scepter and they were looking very kingly. 
right? All of these images. I mean, there were no images of a king lying sick in bed or anything. <laughs> they, they were all, they, he looked very kingly, very regal, all this. This image was so that people could look at the image, gain some understanding of what they were like, and then they would worship him. They would adore him. They would even find their morality or inspiration from them. This is what kings and 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 uh, countries, politicians even, even our sports stars. You go to Chicago and there's a big picture of Michael Jordan dunking, right? That's an image to him. We all know that that's not actually Michael Jordan, but it's an image to him so that we can look at that, that image and we could think, you know, what a great player he was and champion and all this, and, and I want to be like that. I want to be like Mike. So we have these images to, to, that we can look at inspire us a little bit, I want to be like that, and even worship that. But you notice the Israelites didn't do this with God. The Israelites did not do this with Yahweh. Almost every culture from the beginning of time did this, created an image to their king, to their God. Israelites didn't do this. Why? They never made an image to Yahweh. I'm sure there's several reasons, but two to mention today. First of all, you can't reduce the creator God down to one image. Okay? He is the great I am. He's a lot of things. I mean, what do you do? Do you, do, you, do you make a shepherd? You know, because he's also a king. And he's also a friend. And he's also a father. You can't reduce God to one image. Secondly, because God already made the images that was supposed to reflect God's glory. When creation looks at us, they're supposed to see our God. Almost think mirror. When creation sees us, they're supposed to see God. God smiles down on us to see his creation as well. 1 Corinthians eleven seven. it's not in your notes. For man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory. So when creation, when other people, when they see us, we're made in the image of God. So they should be able to see a glimpse of God. That's why we talk, uh, Christians, about how you represent God. When the world sees Christians acting like jerks, what do they think God is like? Can I say jerk from the pulpit? I guess I just did. <laughs> mean. <laughs> when you act mean, <laughs> they think that God's mean. When you act petty, they think that God is petty. When you are unforgiving, they think God is unforgiving. We are made in the image of God and we need to act like it. <laughs> However, when we build up other images or idols in our lives, we reflect those things. When our idols are money, relationships, entertainment, we begin to reflect greed, selfishness, and immaturity. Church, we need to know that we are made in the image of God. We're not made in the image of anything else. And so making anything else in this world more important than God is not right. It's wrong. Not only that, but when we seek to find joy in other things besides God, we are a bad image. We get our joy from Him. God looks at us and smiles, and we should look at God and smile. But the world looks for everything else on this earth or in the universe to find happiness, and God wants us to find that in Him. We're made in His image. Those of us who choose Christ who choose to walk in the image of God, we're happy and we know it. <laughs> Think about it. Exodus chapter 20 is the second 
second uh, commandment about idols. Judges chapter 2. Um, and uh, the golden calf. Listen, Leviticus 19, do not put your trust in idols or make metal images of gods for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. We don't make idols of earthly things. We're not made in their image. We put our trust in the Lord. We put our trust in the Lord. What is the first thing that judges or godly kings did in the Bible when they first took control? Remember how there was a time where Israel went through ups and downs? Sometimes they were loving Jesus, loving the Lord, and then there were times where they were serving other gods or serving themselves. And there was this kind of roller coaster. We'd have good kings and bad kings and good judges and things. What was the first thing that those good judges and those good kings did whenever they took power? They tore down the images of other gods. The first thing they did. Get that stuff out of here. And why they do that? Because that's not what we worship. That's not what we worship. We worship God. Now listen, we are not little gods. Just as those statues, they're a representation. We, re- we reflect God's glory. And creation sees a glimpse of God through us. So God smiles down on us, the image of God, out into creation. And creation looks at us, and they should see a glimpse of God. However, we often look to this world to find out who we are, don't we? We post something funny or cute on Facebook and check 30 times a night to see how many likes we got. (laughs) We think, well, I'm funny. I want everyone else to know that I'm funny. (laughs) And what we're doing is we're looking for this thing called identity. We're looking for who we are. Church, we're made in the image of God. That's where we are. But we look everywhere else on this, in this world to find our identity. And it doesn't make any sense because we didn't come from this world. If God is our creator, why don't we look to find out who we are in material things, in money, in friends, our job, successes, failures? Why don't we look around when we should look up? Why, why would I listen to some guy on Twitter or Instagram to tell me how to find my true self when they haven't found their true self? They haven't figured it out. They're on a high right now, so they got a TED Talk, okay? But, but that doesn't mean that they know who they are, okay? Listen, I have, I have certain mannerisms that's from my dad, and, and I can't get rid of them, okay? <laughs> I, I look just like my mom. Like, you put a blonde wig on me, it's scary. I was going to show a picture, but she might be watching this morning, so I better, you know. I look just like my mom. And listen, there's nothing I can do about it, okay? Nothing I can do about it. She's beautiful, so I'm, 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 I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, that's, but why is that? Why do I act like my parents or look my, like my parents? Because that's where I came from. More than likely, you look like and act like your parents as well. A lot of elbow nudging going on right now. That's just like your mother, okay? Yeah, absolutely. But why is that? Because that's where we came from. Listen, I'm not going to look at some random you know, French couple up there in Europe to find out where I came from, okay? That would be silly. Us looking to the world to find out 
why we were created, it's silly to look outside where we come from. God created us with a plan, with a purpose. He knows why we're created, and he knows what we should do. But too often we look outside of that, and that makes no sense. That's like using a Rolex watch as a doorstop. I mean, I guess you can do that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if you jam it in there, I mean, it'll stop the door, I guess. But that's not what it was used for. However, if you were to use that expensive watch for what it's used for, some good things are going to happen. But trying to find out who you really are without going to the source is just as silly. You cannot find it outside God. I watched a couple of video, videos on YouTube and a couple of things just to see what the world said about finding identity. And all of them had the same thing to say. They said that you find identity within yourself. It's all inside. You just have to dig and find it. What awful advice. I'm thinking about it, but so I'm supposed to find my identity in myself. And I'm thinking, I'm not that great. <laughs> okay? I'm wanting to get better, and so I look at myself. I'm the one that got myself in this identity hole. Why would I look to myself to get myself out of it? <laughs> Listen, God is our creator, and we were made in his image, so he is who we look to for our identity. Listen, identity is received, not achieved. Identity is received, not achieved, and I am so thankful for it. I'm so thankful that who I am as a person is not built on how good my last sermon was or how much money I make or whatever, all these different things that you can talk about. I am so glad that my identity is received from God. It's not achieved by what I do or not do. When identity is what you do, then what happens when you fail? Does that mean that you're a loser forever? Identity can't be what you do because then who were you before and after you did it? Like you were somebody and you're going to be somebody after you did that great thing. Trying to find your identity in yourself, in what you have accomplished, or in this world, you'll never measure up. You'll never measure up, and then you're dropped. And it's crushing. How many of you have been crushed because you didn't get the job, because you didn't do this, and your, your thoughts immediately went to, I'm not good enough, or I'm not blank? It's crushing to find our identity in what we do or don't do. If you can't find this image or this identity in yourself, then someone else has to name you. Someone else has to. The problem is everybody else is just as messed up as you are. So again, you can't look to your friends and Facebook and Twitter and anything else. You can't look to that stuff. You can't name yourself. They can't name you. So who can name you? The universe... Evolution, they can't name you because they're not personal. They're a process. You must be named by someone who is perfect and without fault. You must be named by someone who loves and cherishes you and has 
what's best for you. You, got, you have, must be named by someone who is holy and blameless, by someone who is not fickle based on how good or bad your uh, performance was. You were named by Jesus Christ. And what if this person who created you and named you and has your identity, what if he died for you? Listen, you can't bless and name yourself, but Christ did. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Changed into His glorious image. God is with you. He's the one that named you. Not anything else. Because when you're on top, you're on top for a while, but what happens when you're not on top? We find our identity in Christ. I want to show you a picture of a Man, maybe many of you know who this person is. His name is Anthony Bourdain. He's an American chef, author, TV personality, part of several projects on Food Network, CNN. He had his own show called Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Anthony gave up his own life on June 8, 2018, while he was on location just outside Paris. Let me tell you about Anthony's life. Anthony was paid paid to travel to the most beautiful and exotic places in the world, eat amazing food with fascinating celebrities, like at the time, President Barack Obama, and then to give his thoughts on TV. This is the life we all want to live. So we would think. His identity was placed in this success. He had everything. He had everything. He didn't have his identity in Christ. And he gave his life before filming in Paris, before he was about to eat amazing food with amazing people. Listen, this, this life that you think you want, you know, I, I'll find my identity. If I can reach this, then I'll be somebody. There's countless examples of people being somebody but not being happy or joyful or where God wants them to be. And they were crushed. Our identity must be found in Christ because we are made in His image. Our identity must be found in Christ because we are made in His image. Our identity is not in our successes and failures. We're not great because we did something great. We're not bad because we did something bad. Our identity is found in Christ. When we look for our identity in anything else that we are not supposed to reflect, destruction will meet us soon. Our life will slip away from us. And Satan does not like that we are made in his image. And that is why he is working overtime to put our eyes on anything else other than Christ. Anything else other than Christ will do. If you're not looking to Christ for your identity, if, if you are looking for anything else, then Satan is winning. He's doing what he's want, 
what he wants to happen. But you were made by Jesus. First Peter says this, last verse and then we'll pray. But you are not like that. He was talking about non people who don't follow the Lord. Then he says, but you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, not the goodness of you, but the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. I am so thankful that I find my identity in him and not myself. I don't get it from anybody else. I don't get it from myself, but I get it from my creator who created me. So we're going to go into a time of prayer tonight, this morning. If you would, please stand. We're going to go into a time of of prayer, and I'm going to invite those who would like to come and find a place to pray in just a second. You You want to find a place to pray. You've got things that you want to talk to the Lord about. As our worship team leads us in worship, I'm going to invite you to come and pray. And here's what I'd like you to do. If you struggle with your identity, and I'm going to leave it pretty much as as open as that, you struggle with who you are because you're looking away from God. You struggle with who you are, and you're trying to figure that out. And you want to come and you want to pray about God's identity for you. I want you to come and find a place to pray at at the actual altar down here and so that way I know who to pray for anybody else who wants to come down and pray and pray for anything else that's fine but if you come down and pray for I'm sorry struggling with identity and I want God to to tell me who I am or show me who I am or I want to put my faith in you then there's these two altars because I want to know who I'm praying for okay so come in either one of these altars but anybody else find a place to pray And talk to the Lord this morning. He is here. He's here this morning. So let's find a place to pray. Ready? Go. If you say, I I struggle with identity, and I want to talk to God, come to one of these altars right here. Anybody else who says, I I just want to pray, I just want to talk to God about something else, that's fine. Find another place. Let's spend a few moments, and let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you that you created us, that you love us enough to create us, to call us by name. (laughs) Created us with a plan, with a purpose. And Lord, help us to find our joy in you. Not find our joy in anything else, nothing that we came from, but we find our joy in you, God. Thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord, in those times when we are in a, a season of success, that we not look to ourselves for our identity and our accomplishments, but we give thanks to God for the season of success. And Lord, when we, when we are in those seasons of, of valleys in our life, we're not sure what's going on and why this is happening to us and maybe some failures. God, that's, that's not the end of our story either. That's not who we are either. It is a season of this too shall pass and you are still God on the throne and you are still our creator and we still find our identity in you. 
and you look at us and smile. You smile. God, we thank you for that. Thank you for your smile. Thank you for your love. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to find our identity in you. Oh, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.